four more years. How about four more days instead for Jordan Poole? That was Mike Dunleavy Jr., the new general manager of the Golden State Warriors. They're going to keep those guys around. Jonathan Kaminga is going to stay. Jordan Poole. Just kidding. We're going to get Chris Paul, and we're going to trade for Jordan. Trade Jordan Poole out the door. This Warriors team, guys, has a chance to look very, very different this offseason. They're 12-1 to to win the title right now. And I'll be honest, one, I wouldn't touch that. But two, you know I love the Warriors. I have so much respect for that organization. I love what they've built. But that's just that's that's the past giving you that 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 price right there. I'm sorry. Th- this team looks it's the Warriors really old. Name, you know? It's the Warriors name. That's like what it is. Right. Yankees name, mm-hmm. same right. thing. Right. Sorry. It's like on Saturday, this past Saturday, uh, I paid big money to go see the Dave Matthews hey, band. Hey. No disrespect to the Dave Matthews band, but I was paying to go see the Dave Matthews band from 2006, not the Dave Matthews band that had heat exhaustion and only played two encore songs. Uh, one of them was Crash. I wanted to hear Crush, which I was told. Small distinction between Crash I, and Crush. Yeah. Well, one, one's a lot better, <laughs> damn it. One's a little overrated. Um, Ziggy Marley was good, by the way. So, so you missed out on that. I was going to say, I, I, you know what? I'm more excited. Uh-huh. Like, OAR is going to be there, I think, in like a month. Mm-hmm. That'll be a better show, there probably. But I paid, you know, the price of the 2005 Day Matthews yes, Band Tour. And I definitely uh, didn't get my money's worth. So that's what you're paying if you want to bet the Warriors. Like, I could think of probably four to five different teams just in the West that I would bet over the Warriors to win the title this year. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Right? I would bet Am I crazy for Memphis. that? Memphis. I would, too. I would bet, obviously, Denver. Mm-hmm. I would bet Sacramento. I would, too. I would bet... I'd bet the Lakers. The Lakers, I would yeah. bet the Lakers, yes. I would yes. bet the Lakers as well. I'd would bet you Lakers. bet the Pelicans? I would. St- I still believe in the Pelicans, although my, uh, my guy, uh, Zion... <laughs> It's getting, it's getting harder it's getting and harder weird. to believe in him. It's getting weird. It Although is. I'm Team Zion. Yeah, I would bet the Pelicans before I would bet the Warriors. I just, like, even if this is Chris Paul at 28, 29 years old, who I loved, um, I still don't know how he fits with the Warriors. Like, we were talking about this before the show. The Warriors want to run. I don't know that that fits Chris Paul. I just, I can't imagine him and Steph in the same backcourt. Even years ago, I just don't know how that works. And what else are they going to be able to do here? Is Draymond back? Is he not back? Um, if he's not back, they have more money to spend. I just I would want a way better price. I would want at least eighteen to one on the Warriors, which I know I'm never going to get Mm-mm. with Steph still there. But uh, that's the price that I would look for. Plus six fifty just to come out of the West. I would not. Yeah, I would play the Pelicans and just you know hope that they stay healthy and out of trouble. No doubt. I would feel a little bit better if the Warriors had the same front office. Like okay, they're going to have a trick up their sleeve. Now I know yeah. Mike Dunleavy Jr. has been there. He's been in the room when the moves have been made, but. We don't know what he's like as a general manager yet. This is his first time running the show here. Like, yeah. Does he look at this roster and say, these are moves I wanted to make for years, and now I do them, and it's something that completely fails? Yeah. You don't know. This is somebody in the first spot in that position, so you don't have the same level of, like, we believe in the front office because we've, we've seen that history before. Yeah. It's crazy because, like, when I was interning in Chicago, I remember uh, Mike Dunleavy was a member of the Chicago Bulls, right. and he got in a fight with Giannis in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. yeah. Got punched in the face. It's uh. It's just a team that needs very clearly to shed salary. And this is something that Keith Smith said today on Twitter. It's like they're making all front offices right now are having to make deals with a new CBA that they've never read. They don't have the documents yet. They don't know what's they, did inside they get them of sent, it. Did they get it sent to – I think they got it sent to them like this afternoon. Yeah, I mean, they I haven't think, been able to like – But it's 676 pages. Yeah, I mean, it, nobody's well-versed on it. You're no. talking about people who are – learning this on the fly and you've got a new GM with a new CBA, I think what he's going to probably do is just try to make this team, you know, as as close to competitive as you can without being so bad in the luxury tax, considering that 
really it's not about Jordan Poole this year. It's about Jordan Poole in year three and four when he's making, you know, 28, yeah. $32 million a year, which is like too much probably for Jordan Poole for a six man. But now he's a starter and he's going to get buckets in D.C. So it's all different. Yeah, it, the Warriors were set up two years ago, right? We looked at this roster and said, They've got a bunch of young talent. They've sacrificed a couple of seasons. They've got a number two overall pick in James Wiseman. Jonathan Kaminga, I mean, that was a steal at seven. I mean, these were the types of things where it was, they've got their core now and potentially at least part of a core for the future. But now you almost look at this and say, do you rip the Band-Aid off? Do you actually make the tough moves now when it's Mike Dunleavy Jr., the new guy in the front office, and say, we'll keep Steph, everybody else is available? I, I, look... Clay Clay's only going to get more expensive. There's another extension coming down the line for him. You know Steph is a warrior for life. But do you look at this now and say, do we make moves before their stock goes way down? Or do we want to end up like the Wizards and Bradley Beal and get almost nothing for somebody and then we're in a complete rebuild? I think Clay will spend his entire time, his entire career as a warrior. Same. Uh, and Steph as and well. And I think, yeah, Steph for sure. Oh, he's not, yeah. And uh, I think Clay will have to take less money. That's what I think it is. And the excuse that I have, or if I'm a GM, I'm going to say, listen, so you popped your uh, ACL in 2019, and then there was a year that you were doing nothing, that you were rehabbing. And by the way, we gave you the max contract after you popped your ACL. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We offered you that deal as good faith. And then one year later, during a scrimmage, right before training camp, you popped your Achilles. You were out two years and two months and you were making 40-something million dollars a yep. year, what we're going to need from you is to pay back that money to a degree. Now that you're to the tail end of your career and you're fully healthy, we're going to have to have you take less. Because why? Because we paid you all that money when you weren't playing any basketball. Now, listen, that pitch makes sense. You're thinking logically. That's what I but, do. But does he look and say... Where's he going to go? Uh -uh. I don't Where's know. he going to go? He if, has what if said, he just wants a payday? He said many times, and he said this as... As recently that I remember is like six months ago, he went on with Draymond or something, and he was like, I'm not leaving the Warriors. I'm going to retire here, and as soon as Steve Kerr leaves, I'm leaving. I will I will retire. I'm going to stay as a Warrior. I don't care that much. He's a guy on a boat. He doesn't, it's not like a money Which is an interesting thing to think about, because right. there are rumors that Steve Kerr is going to take over down the road for Greg Popovich. When that is, we don't know. It's not like he's old. It's not like Steve Kerr is in a position where, like, you know, he's just tired of doing what he's doing. But you do have to think about that, too. It's like the core that's here. Look, eventually all of these these eras, these dynasties, these these historically great teams, it comes to an end. And sometimes it comes to an end really, really quickly. And to see now a new, a new, you know, new front office, right, that's the first step. And then it becomes Steve Kerr. Does Steve Kerr just maybe look around and say, you know what, I'm done? Like, what if it's just, just this season and he decides, you know what, I want to take a year off, pulls a, a Sean Payton where he say, looks around and says, we're cash-strapped. Uh, this team's going in the wrong direction. We're getting yeah, older. This is my time. And that would be, again, not saying that that's what he's going to do, but those are the types of things that you certainly have to think about where it's not like we haven't seen that before in the NBA or any other sport. For sure. As long as he doesn't go back into the front office, he's pretty good at everything as well. Like, yeah, he could, don't do that again. He was good at broadcasting. Who knows? Maybe he'll be a politician. Maybe he'll be president of the United States. Like, I could see Kerr doing something like that. Or he could go back to the broadcast booth. He was really good there. <sighs> um or, you know, he goes back to San Antonio, replaces Pop. I don't know. If you're Clay, though, yeah, like Trista said, you have to take a team-friendly deal, the retirement tour, because, like, that's a devastating injury, obviously, and it's awesome that he came back. It's awesome that he won another championship, but he's not the player that he was. Like, he was kind of responsible, let's be honest, uh, for, for that playoff loss. He's just not the same guy anymore, so he would have to take a huge pay cut 
or it could go elsewhere, go to another contender uh, or go somewhere like Charlotte or come to Washington and take a bunch of shots and make a bunch of money. But I think he's made over like Clay, $70 million, Clay and, right? Clay and Jordan Poole in, uh, in D.C. together? No. I don't no, think you don't know no, to see it? No. I mean, I would love it. <laughs> It'd be but fun. also, like, what is Clay going to do after basketball? He could do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. He's a really interesting guy. I think but he'll like, go he'll off the on, grid. Yeah, so he'll probably be on a boat somewhere. Andrew, he'll pull an Andrew Luck. He'll grow a beard. Yeah. And he'll just kind of disappear and take his money and buy a private island. And oh, you know what? Although I never that saw his dad awesome. as a broadcaster, really. Um, so you never know, man. That's true. But yeah, I just I think there's going to be a statue. It's going to be him. It's going to be Steph. It's going to be Draymond. I just I thought the Warriors were set up for success for like the next decade. I mean, we all did. They had James Wiseman. They had Kaminga. Yes. And, you know now they don't have James Wiseman anymore. And he didn't live up to the number one overall pick hype. But. Uh, I would almost just rather, like, if I was a Warriors fan, it's crazy to say this, kind of just, like, rip the Band-Aid off. That's what I'm saying. Just like, kind of, like, rebuild. Because but I wouldn't want to say about his staff. That would suck. It's hard, but there's always that emotional connection, right? You have these organizations that go through this type of history, and it's something that is one of the greatest eras in the NBA, what this Warriors team was able to do. But you you can also see the writing on the wall, and Boston did that early, remember. It was maybe actually a year too late, technically, but, like, when they traded Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, and they made that deal with the Nets, what do they end up getting? a million draft picks, and they turn that thing around. Now, you've got to be able to draft. You've got to be able to identify that talent, and Warriors weren't able to do that with their lottery picks, so that may be a problem and something that even Mike Dunleavy Jr. is like, eh, I don't know if I can do that yet. But this is something that the team has to consider. I don't think they'll do that this offseason, but it's something that you at least have to think about. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, But at the same time, I mean, if you run it back with all those guys and something – the NBA is crazy, like the injuries in the playoffs every single year. If something were to happen to Jokic, if Memphis is just a big disaster, if the Pelicans aren't healthy, you have up-and-coming teams like the Kings, obviously, but the Lakers, like if their big off-season addition is, like, what are they going to be able to do, especially if Kyrie does stay in Dallas? You know, I just think there's so many question marks that maybe it is the smart thing just to kind of run it back. I mean, this team did just win a championship two years ago. Um, so... I get it both ways. You don't want to piss off Steph. You don't want to ever have to have him leave because then nobody's ever going to games ever again there. Well, yeah, the conversation is going to be like what Steph wants too, which he's not going to want Clay to go anywhere. So or Draymond, and he's yeah. still awesome. Like Steph, Draymond's still a top five player. Draymond's yeah. visiting Portland now. Yeah, he's he's at least ultimately. I think he he's goes back to Golden State. Yeah, it's kind of one of those like, hey, I'm I'm you know I'm out on the market. Out here going on some dates. I would do that too. Though, you jealous? You know? yeah. yeah, I would absolutely. He's do like it. literally like so it's. It's like the time where Ross and Rachel, they were on a break. And it's like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm going out and seeing other girls. Yeah. If you want to lock me down, I, there's a lot of people who think I'm attractive. Mm-hmm. And one of them's name is Portland. But would Portland give him $100 million? I don't even think they can, know. right? Like, they don't even have... Because that's what he's apparently looking for. Maybe you give Nurk to... Uh, to uh, Golden State, you just want you want Nurk dumped so bad. Yeah, and then now You've they have a, him off on now they have a backup team. big man, and they can play Looney at small five. They can play Nurk at big five. That helps them quite a bit. <laughs> Wouldn't hate that. <laughs> I would love to Who see you say no? trying to sell Nurk to like other teams. Like, no, listen, he's he's great. He's great. It's like you selling Vooch. Yeah, no, oh, just got he's his coming nice back, extension. Ryan. Yes, that's never gonna. You happen. excited? Uh, Four, three more years of Vooch? No, no. Okay, exactly. they're gonna extend uh, Demar too, and they're gonna trade Zach. I don't know where. And I don't know what that package is going to look like. And they're probably going to win like 42 to 43 games for the next three seasons and then go through another rebuild. So I'm just bracing myself for that. Lonzo's not going to play, as we kind of all knew, but just found out for sure. And uh, my guy didn't go fourth overall. And the under's not looking so good as the Astros are already up 2-0 on the Cardinals. So Let's go. Not a great start to my evening, but we bounced back. Hey, an there's hour plenty two, right? of time.
plenty of time. More I'll NHL be- draft coming up. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> A look around the NFL's future market, too. Eric Eager, Sumer Sports, next.